Kendra. And Ramon. As we have in our previous shows, we always start with a powerful motivational quote. And it goes by saying, it doesn't matter if the glass is half empty or half full. Be grateful that you have a glass and there is something in it. So be grateful for whatever you have in life because someone always has less. Is that what it said? Basically, yeah, basically, yeah. Hey, you mad that you got a studio, but some people sleeping on the street. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you should be grateful for everything that you have anyways. Yeah, it's you know, easier said up, than done, but you, yeah. I mean, you know, but people who are, who show more gratitude in life are healthier people, um, both mentally and physically. That's true. And that also, you know, your health is your wealth. That also goes into that because people who are not usually grateful for what they have are stressed out. And of course that causes systemic issues and then mental health issues. So make sure that you know that if you got a drop of water in that glass, you, you got to start somewhere. Well, they say put your hand on your chest and if it's beating, you got a chance. You got a chance. Got another chance to make it right. Right. And like, if you got a drop of water in that glass, Hey, your glass will runneth full one day. <laughs> one day. One day. Well, anyways, let's get into it, Ramon. Let's start talking about the market. So the market is still good. <laughs> oh, my God. I knew you was going to say that. You said tripping. Why you doing that? <laughs> you know what? To be honest, it's been good. I mean, it's, it's really no big or the big shifts, I should say, in the market. Um, a lot of whatever's going on <laughs> is riding on this election. So, you know, it's really riding on, are they going to give us another stimulus package? Right. Because the first stimulus package really boosted the economy. I mean, like you said, you know, every time we went out to the store, it's like everybody had a new TV. Yeah, new TV, new cars. New cars. <laughs> you know, and those is, those may not mean nothing to some people, but you got to think these are some businesses that, um, we're losing a lot of money that now are making money. And if you're out buying new cars and TVs and stuff, I mean, hey, you know, it's going to, and, and that's just not those, you know, even the grocery stores. Right. I mean, they've steady been making money since this this whole pandemic. You know, you can find toilet paper. And you can wipe your ass now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that might, you know, that might change in the next month or so. Um, just depending, you know, if there's another outbreak of the coronavirus so um i mean houses are still there's still not a, a big supply of uh properties on the market there's way more se- uh buyers than sellers and you know there's probably a lot of buyer or sorry sellers that are hesitant that are kind of holding their property right now mm-hmm. just to see what happens because it, a lot of that again could ride on who wins the election Right. You know, whether it's Biden or Trump. So um, this is still a great time to buy. If you guys have ever been thinking about buying a property, stop thinking and actually go out there and do it. Um, So, yeah, that's really my take. All right. Well, the National Association of Realtors has found that the national median home, single home, single family home priced in August of 2020 was up 310k, which is 11.4 percent 
from August of 2019. Mm. That is, and I think wow, last, that's significant. I think that last part, because it was uh, as of September, I thought it was 320-something. Yeah. I think it has been kind of climbing, so it's, it's going up there. And I think that was there. July. I thought you said it was in July. I wish it is up there. Yeah. 310, for it to be over 300 is like monumental. That's... Because we're talking about that's the average of all 50 states. Yeah, so that's not every house, but the average where it's been, bless you, she got the coronavirus. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> you know, where houses, the average house has been around 200,000, you know, for, for a while, for it to now be up over 300. That's crazy. And that's really crazy. And, you know, the other thing, though, is now because the interest rates are so low, People are able to afford that three hundred thousand dollar house, right? You know, where before last year, you probably could only get maybe two fifteen, two twenty. You know, that could be a difference between you having an extra bedroom mm-hmm. and a bathroom, you know, or or another uh, garage. Right. So um, now, I mean, people are able to afford it. Take advantage of those low interest rates. They might be around for a while, but. You know, we don't know. We don't, yeah, because I'm reading a direct quote from businessinsider.com. Excuse me, businessinsider.com. And it says, the pandemic seems to have brought so many home buyers into a market where bargains are hard to find. So, yeah, mm-hmm. the interest rates are low, but it's hard for people to find, you know, those properties or those single family homes. It's, it's like just a like, cash 22. It's like, hey, I got the money. Ra- I got the credit. Yeah, interest rates are low. <laughs> Come and buy. But then the people that are selling, it's like, yeah, I want an extra 100000 now. Mm-hmm. You know, because they can get it. You have so many buyers and there's not enough on the market. So, hey, sellers is taking advantage of that. And I, I'm not mad at them. Right, right. Um, but there are still deals out here. They, they may not be on the MLS. They may not be on Zillow. They may not be on Redfin, Realtor.com. These might be, you know, just down the street from me. I mean, then nobody's listing it because a lot of properties, you got to think a lot of these properties are from owners who they call absentee owners. They just kind of don't even, you know, take care of the property. They might be out of state and they just, you know, they just leave it be. And they might be waiting for somebody to come through and say, hey, you willing to sell this property? And you might get a good deal. And for that property not be on the market, that means you don't have to compete against anybody. Mm-hmm. You can work out your own deal with that person. So they call it driving for dollars. Right. You know, you drive around your neighborhood and just see, you know, if you see a property in the neighborhood that needs to be fixed on and you know it'll have some value after you fix it up, you can easily Google, go online um, to your state property record. So if you're in, well, Austin, you look in the county, Travis County, you go to Travis County property records. So whatever county you're in, you just type that property records and you can put in the address and it'll pull up all the information on the on who owns that property. And you can mail them. Yeah, a lot of times they'll have the uh the mailing address. You can send them a mail, say, Hey, I'm just interested in your property. You know, are you willing to sell it? And that works. Yeah, it, it does. It does most time, you know, for people that are um that have like we said before, that have the money and are like almost I don't want to say desperate, but I mean, that's right now, that's a good word to use because you damn near are desperate to find something 
because like, the the houses on the market or like you said sellers that are putting their houses on the market they're very apprehensive yeah. about you know selling um, because we don't know what's going to happen there's so many variables with whom is going to be in office and then you have you know um the the um well you know a lot of the buyers are long-term hold but if they feel like the market is going in a different direction you know negatively right and they know this is a good time to sell it they're trying to gauge it yeah you know now if, if, if somebody if biden gets elected let's just say and, they, and, and them stock markets start going up everything looks good then they might just hold on to it yeah but i mean they're also talking about a market crash like this is being predicted by so many people like economists of course we can't always go by what they say because we don't know what's going to happen ultimately the consumers consumers control the market Mm -hmm. not the white house not your local politicians it's consumers so when we see people buying televisions and you know they feel comfortable buying all this um frivolous stuff you know, new cars and stuff like that. And I say it's frivolous because those are things that don't um, appreciate with, you know, with value. They depreciate with value. But seeing them, that, that makes you feel comfortable. You know, like, hey, people are out here spending their money. Um, so apparently something's, you know, something's going right. And, you know, with this new stim, this possible stimulus bill that um, has been um, introduced by mm-hmm. Nancy Pelosi um, could pop be a possible bipartisan bill. That means um, both sides of the aisle, Republicans and Democrat, may agree on this bill that she has introduced um, to them. And if they do agree on this bill, that'll pump more money into, you know, keeping the economy stable so that consumers are buying homes they feel comfortable selling homes Mm. you feel you know you feel comfortable doing regular day-to-day business transactions buying those tvs buying those cars buying clothes you know starting uh successful businesses eating at your local restaurants i mean those are the kind of things that we need because we take things like that for granted and um when when those small businesses die our economy dies Um, But with the bipartisan bill, getting back to that, um, there's a possibility for another stimulus check for everyone, Uh, individuals $1,200 and then couples $2,400 and then $500 per child. I can't remember what the number of children because they cut it off at a month. I think it's up any any dependents, I believe, until the age of 24. Up until 24, but it can't be over, what, three, four kids or something like that? Children? Yeah, so if y'all got about six, seven, eight <laughs> kids, you know, I'm sorry. You can but... only, yeah, you can only get paid for a couple of them. You know. Um, and then they're going to do the retro pay, possible retro pay for people collecting unemployment assistance due to the pandemic. So how much are they trying to do for that now is 600 so they want to go back to they the want, 600 yeah. per week yeah uh, which you said will go back to september 5th, six six mm-hmm. so they'll retro it so if you claim unemployment and it's if it doesn't get passed until sometime in october mm-hmm. they'll retro back to september 6th for all of those weeks right and it would end january 31st which is after the newly no. elected president mm-hmm has been placed in office. Please, people, take advantage of this. I'm going to say free money. 
<laughs> that the government is giving us. I know it's, it's going to be enticing to go get all the new stuff that you feel like you, you know, you've been wanting to get. Right. But this is the time to save your money and invest it. You got to think from September 6th to January 31st. Let's just say, what's that? September, October, November, December, January. So let's say forward. That's twenty weeks. Right. That's twenty weeks. That's six hundred dollars. Six hundred. In addition to what you're already collecting. Already. So that's twelve thousand dollars. Yeah. Save it. Save it. Twelve thousand. Twelve thousand dollars is a down payment on a house, and it could be a with down an payment FHA loan, with an FHA loan, Federal Housing Association loan, and it could that. be a down payment on more, right. a duplex or tribe, just depending on your area and how much that property is. Like and you got to think that twelve thousand can be can can turn into you know double or triple that, you know with appreciation and and, and when you add the value. So don't go blow that on a new car, like it, that doesn't make sense. I'm sorry, it just doesn't. But uh, I hope I hope people are more smart about about what they do with this money. Yeah, absolutely. I mean. It's not really free money because that's money that you know. It's not, but, <laughs> the but you know what they didn't paid. If they didn't give it to us, you know, a lot of people. I mean, it saved a lot of people. Yeah, it did. You know, from their Absolutely. bills that they got paid, they got to pay and all this stuff. So, it helps. Is all I'm saying. And unfortunately, a lot of people are going to get that money and they're going to put it right back into the economy, uh, which is kind of good. And it is not, you know, if you give it all. Right. You know, but we, like you said, we need the small businesses. Mm-hmm. So, you know, please patronize your small businesses to keep them alive. But don't give all your money to Walmart, Target, all these, you know what I mean, all these car lots. Listen, it don't make no sense to be out here with a new car and $20 in your pocket. They sure don't. And the same thing, I be telling women, hey, don't be buying them twelve, thirteen hundred dollar handbags and you ain't got twelve or thirteen hundred dollars to put in it. Man, <laughs> you, that like, pocketbook is useless. You better get you a hundred dollar purse with twelve hundred dollars in it. For real or more, shoot. Man. Be counting them zeros. Forget that. It's all right. But um going on uh with the stimulus package, um, they are also offering or introducing a bill um, that would have $500 billion for emergency rental assistance for both tenants and landlords. So that so, means yeah. if the tenants can't pay their rent, mm-hmm. that also helps the landlords that have to pay mortgage um, for that missed rent that that tenant couldn't pay. Yeah, because so, you know, it, as, as much as I don't like that people you know, can be getting evicted, because they can't pay, you know, as an owner, you have to be willing to work with, you know, the tenant. But you do have some tenants who just like, look, I lost my job, I can't pay. Mm-hmm. And they just sit up in your unit. And these banks are like, well, you still got to pay your mortgage. Right. So if I'm an owner, I got tenants, and there's eviction moratoriums where I can't kick you out, and you're not paying, you're not even trying to pay anything. You know, you might be getting the unemployment. So that puts the owners in a bad spot. So now you might have a lot of owners who will probably end up going to foreclosure. Uh-huh. These, these, you know, the they government, they know this. Right. You want to have an influx of property that's going to foreclosure because you you just let the tenant <laughs> stay in the property and don't have to pay anything. 
But the banks, there's no moratorium on mortgages. Yeah, absolutely. You know what I mean? It should work both ways. If the tenant doesn't have to pay me rent, cool. But tell that bank I don't have to pay them either. Right. And, and you know, they say, well, you can um, do the forbearance. The bad thing about the forbearance is it still is a negative item on your credit report. Because even though they say, all right, well, we'll give you forbearance, you don't have to pay a mortgage for however many months. As an owner, that still hurts you. Because when you go to try to refinance or try to buy another property, that forbearance is still on your credit. And it's going to drop your credit, you know, a few points. So it's really a last resort. I would not, as an owner, um, go and file for a forbearance unless it was my absolutely last resort. I could not pay the mortgage and my tenants are not paying me. Then you got to do what you got to do. Right. But, you know, that stimulus... I think they they, they should have did that first, you know, in my opinion. I, you know what? I'm going to so try to give them, so. I'm going to play devil, devil's advocate and give them the benefit of the doubt. Nobody knew that it would be like this, you know, because as we've both said, we're all going through this. And this is new to everybody. We all trying to figure this out. It's not new to the people that put it out there. <laughs> okay, we we not even going there. All right, no. moving right along. Right. Okay, so Let's today's to topic is how to live rent free and become financially independent. I know a lot of people want to know. This is not a gimmick. Yeah. All right. There is a lot of people out here living rent free, and we're going to tell you some ways of how to do that. And tell you how we did it. Right. We kind of explained that in the first couple of podcasts. But, I mean, just a little bit more specifically, um, <laughs> we didn't have any money when we started. I mean, you got to understand, we didn't have a ton of money. So, it wasn't like, you know, when we hear... I did have 401k, though. We, yeah. We weren't completely broke. What, but we didn't have, like, cash on hand that we somebody... Had a, we had 100000 Oh, did we? Well, shoot, I didn't know that. (laughs) We didn't have um, cash on hand or we didn't have a rich mommy and daddy or an uncle or somebody in our family to, you know, to give us a leg up financially. financially. Now, they could give us some advice or, you know, something Mm -hmm. like that, you know, which is priceless. But we had to do, we had to figure this game out on our own. And we had, well, we had a mentor to coach us through the process of living rent free. However, when he started or when he and his wife started in the industry, it was a little bit more, their transactions were a little bit more um, smooth um, than ours was. It was was 20 something, you know, they've been doing it 20 something years. So some of the ways that they did it. Right doesn't always apply and in the, and in the but it wasn't thing. antiquated the way mm-hmm. that they explained it to us it was just that houses as opposed to something being three hundred thousand right, yeah. you know now it's like seven hundred thousand you know what i mean so yeah they got a lot cheaper mm-hmm. and, and everybody's situation is different so right what works for them didn't necessarily all the way work for us right but they gave us the um the blueprint that we needed we just had to make you know modifications to the way that uh, that it was explained to us. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were dealing, you know, with, like Ramon said, a different demographic because we were in a totally different city. We were still on the West Coast as our mentors were, but we were dealing with a different 
dynamic and um, I mean, different the, people. The Seattle was the, yeah, Seattle. the number one, the hottest city in the country. Yeah, for a while. For, so you got to think these properties still were, right, these properties <laughs> were skyrocketing. So unless you had a lot of money, you wasn't doing a whole lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but we got in like probably right before it started booming. Right, like literally right before. Mm-hmm. Because... We were seeing things for three, four, five hundred thousand, like four places. The fours, yeah, four to the five. Right. And now, three years later, almost three years, (laughs) they're worth nine hundred thousand. Yeah, almost a million dollars. Almost a million. We're talking in the same area that we lived in, Mm -hmm. literally across the street. Something that we bought, you know. Between three and five hundred thousand is now almost a million almost a million dollars in three years. So that lets you know how much money you can make. Of course, I mean th- this isn't just in the Seattle market. This is in many markets uh, all over the country. As I said before, the national median home is three hundred and ten thousand dollars, which is eleven point four percent. If it's that right at you know at this moment. Imagine what it'll be possibly February of next year. <laughs> you know, I mean, like anything is possible. Anything can happen. You have to allow yourself to just start. Um, but we would always advise people when they enter into, you know, becoming a newly um, novice investor, try to get three or four units. Try to get a triplex or quadplex. I mean, that works better than a duplex. Of course, you want to start somewhere. So if you can only, if you find a great deal on a duplex and they're paying a large portion of the mortgage, that's great. But uh, three or four units is better because you have, if you have a triplex, you have two units paying for the mortgage and then you could live little or nothing you can live there for little or nothing or um getting four units where you have three units paying the mortgage and you're basically living for free and that's what we did we had a quadplex and we were living for free i'm sorry ramona i kind of no 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 because i know uh when we say it a lot of times you got to put it in perspective so the fha loan you can use it again to buy a house, to buy a duplex, triplex, or four unit. So to me, in my head, if you're telling me that I can use a loan to buy anything from one to four units, it's almost a question of why would I only buy a house? Why not buy the biggest thing I can get with this loan? So you have to ask yourself, and sometimes some people, they probably scared to do it. They're like, man, I don't want tenants. I don't want to deal with the the 2 a.m. toilet calls and all of that crap. Man, listen, you're going to have to deal with that with your own house. <laughs> so why not get paid to deal with it for, for, for some property for income? You know what I mean? Because you have people that's literally paying you. Like when you get your first rent check, it'll just change your whole, you know, thought process, the way you think. So... You know, we, we tell people to don't buy a house. Don't let your first property be a house. It doesn't mean you shouldn't. I mean, if that's all you can afford and that's all you're comfortable with, hey, do it. 
you know, make that step. But as I said, go big or go home. If you can find you a three or four unit and you can qualify for it, get that. You know what I mean? Because like you said, we bought the four unit, we stayed in one unit, and we had three tenants paying in the other three units. So at first, it wasn't paying all our mortgage. We had to go in, fix some stuff on the property, and raise uh, everybody's rent to the point to when we were still living there, all the rents covered the mortgage and the utilities because we was actually paying the utilities as well. Right, and if you can find a property, a quadplex, and the tenants are paying their own utilities, good on you. I would definitely say purchase that property. Any of it, if it's a duplex, triplex, if you right. can, preferably if you can have it to where the tenants is paying their own utilities, that's best because then you don't have to worry about paying the utilities. You know, when you pay the utilities, you almost can't control it. There is ways, but um, it's preferred to, to make it to where they pay their own utilities. So all you have to worry about is a mortgage. Absolutely. Um, but see, here's the thing, too, with quad or uh duplexes to quadplexes is the neighborhoods that they're in because i know that's a lot of a lot of the um questions that i get from people they're like well i don't want to live in that neighborhood and it's like okay i don't know what to well, tell listen, people listen this is why i tell them <laughs> <This> <laughs> break it down for me this, baby. this is how i tell people mm-hmm. to get to do something you know to improve your life you're going to have to do some things that you don't you didn't want to do Right? You know what I'm saying? So, we didn't want to necessarily live in that neighborhood. Yeah. When we true. first saw it. Yeah. You know, we said Anything. no about the mm-hmm. first four or five times. Right. Before we said, okay, let's do, let's just do it. Yeah. And it ended up being a nice neighborhood. Yeah, it did. So. And the appreciation was great. <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, I wouldn't take it back. So right. You got to think, most neighborhoods... When you're going to make that kind of money and appreciation, it's going to be those neighborhoods that don't look good, don't look as good at first, and then it starts, you know, mm-hmm. things start getting built and start taking off. Right. If you go into a neighborhood that's already built up, it's already expensive. You're going to have to live there for some years or put a big down payment on that house before you really can see some money. Yeah, they they call those what turnkeys. Yeah, turnkey. You know, this well. As far as houses, mm-hmm. it's not. But yeah, it, it, well, I should say yes. There is turnkey houses if you're out of state. Right. So you know, there's some companies that they buy the house, they rehab it, they fix it up, they put a tenant in it, and it's already rented. It's all ready to go. You just buy the house, and they call that turnkey. You start making money immediately. But usually, you're gonna pay more for the house, and you can also use them to manage the property. But if you're just buying the house for your family. Yeah, you're going to find the best neighborhood. Right. You know, you're going to, that house is going to have so much stuff on it because you're going to be like, this is what I want. But <laughs> when something breaks down the house, who's going to pay for it? You. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? you paying the taxes. you paying the insurance. you paying the mortgage. you paying the repairs. you paying everything. So what if that house was a duplex? Yeah, making you some money. Now you got a tenant on the other side of you. Who's helping you pay that mortgage? And in most cases, it's going to be half. You know what I mean? Or so, more, hopefully. Or more. So if you got a triplex, you got two people helping you. 
You know, so you gotta like you gotta look at it like that. Like if I go get a four unit property, I'm not the only one paying my mortgage. I got three people who helping me pay my mortgage every month, which is decreasing your 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 balance on your house, on your property. So, you know, again, that's how we ended up not paying any any rent, any mortgage, I should say. We had three people helping us pay it and they covered everything. Yeah, so that utilities means our, all we had we had a couple hundred dollars um left over after yeah. everything, which was nice because if we didn't have that many issues with repairs, mm-hmm. but when we did we were able to use that money um because we saved the money that we had like the residuals. Mm-hmm. We we saved that money so um as a as a rainy day fund, mm-hmm. basically. Mm-hmm. You know, if we needed that for the repairs and when we did have repairs, we just, you know, use that money um to fix the units up. But I mean, can you imagine getting your paycheck and you ain't gotta pay no rent, no mortgage? Yeah, so if you're no utilities. Absolutely. <laughs> and and that's the advice that, you know, we give people. When you live on site of these properties, you know, a duplex, triplex or quadplex, um Save your money. The money that you get from your job, we were able to pay credit cards off. I mean, we paid a lot of debt off. off. I mean, we paid like pretty much all of our debt off to the point where I think we did that like within the first couple of months, first six months or something like that. Well, completely, it took us that 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 almost two years. Um, we, we you know we. Kind of finagle some things, but right, you know, once we because, like I said, when we first bought the property, we had a lot of work to do to raise those rents up to the point where it did they did pay everything, yeah, absolutely. Um, so it's going to take you some work, and I know some people are like, Well, I don't want to do the work, that's fine, just keep going to your job and keep spending your money on cars and all this other stuff. And then when the next coronavirus hit, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. You might, you know, I hope you don't be sitting there thinking like, man, I wish I would have did this. Right. Because your woulda, coulda, shoulda's boy, that turns into a dead man. And you know, it, it doesn't take a lot. If, you, if you're if nervous about having tenants, start off with one. Get you a duplex. You know, whatever whatever mortgage you was going to pay, cut that in half. You got somebody on the other side. And I know people who had duplexes where the tenant on the other side paid almost all the mortgage. Oh, because yeah. the rent was so high. Yeah. You know, if you're in that type of area and your unit has, you know, a lot of those trinkets that you can, it can afford you to put the rent so high to it'll just pay your mortgage damn near. I mean, that'll work, you know. And then if you feel like, hey, we're going to move out, you put another tenant in there, you know, <laughs> you might have enough mortgage coming from both those units that if you say, all right, we're about to go get a house, it might pay for your house. Right. That's what, And that's what you want. You want your tenants to pay for your, you know, for your future home. The original podcast was supposed to be, um, why buy a house? (laughs) You know, um, if you have the opportunity to do what we did or what we're doing, do it. Now, as he said, some people don't want to put the work in, but anything worth working for, worth having, worth having is worth working for. So you want to make sure that you put in the work because you wake up every day and you sacrifice things like your time, your precious time, a peace of mind, your family, 
you know, when you jump in that car and you drive to work and you're like, man, I don't want to go to this GD job, <laughs> you know, and you, you know, you can't go to kids soccer games and basketball games, ballet practice, whatever. You just missing time, you know, from your family. You got to ask your job for time off to say, you know what? I want to go on vacation. I want to go on vacation on this day and you got to, you know, just different things. And, and they give you sick days. So they tell you when you can be sick. You know, it, it's just, it, it's, it's asinine to me um, that even I think or thought that way now that, you know, I've been able to get um, hunt for, basically hunt for my own food. Um, but you, you got to understand this life will afford you the things that, you are promised to have. I don't know, you know, if our listeners believe in God, but you know, you want to live fruitful and, and, and multiply. You want to have that life of abundance. And, and this has allowed us to have, you know, a very, uh, abundant life, which is, which is great. We're not bragging. We're just saying that this information that we're giving you, a lot of people pay for, and we're giving it to you for free. So do it. Just whatever you have um, a gumption to do, do it. Because that that if that's in your heart, that's what you're supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. I got off track there. What the hell was I talking about? It was supposed to be about It was good, though. That's it. Okay, you know what I'm saying? all right. right. Sorry, y'all. Hopefully y'all was listening <laughs> to that, you know. Um, so, yeah. What's, what's, what's the next one? All right. So, we, we talked about. I think we need to go back to saving money. Because this is. We want people to be financially independent because people really depend on their job. I was like that too. I had to get out of that mindset. And when I was, when we were living on site and I was seeing how much money I could save, you know, I could, I could buy different things and, and do have the freedom to do different things. Now we weren't splurging a ton, but there were things that we were able to do. Um, and you know, if, if somebody needed something from us and our family, we were able to help, um, just, you know, things like that, that makes, I don't know, that brings some sort of confidence and esteem. You feel good about, for me, I felt good about myself when I was able to, you know, help, you know, family mm-hmm. out and pay off debt and I don't have to constantly, you know, moan and gripe to my husband about, oh, I ain't got it, you know, to do this or do that, you know, um, just to have that sense of um, financial independence and not only as a individual, but as a collective with my husband and I, you know, it was, it was, it's liberating. It's very liberating um, just seeing that whole paycheck that you know you I'm able to make more investments as far as stocks and, and you know different things like that and invest more into you know this it, it's it it's not things that I couldn't tangibly see my money but I knew when I was going to sleep or we knew <laughs> when we were going to sleep that our money was working for us um, yeah that's definitely what you want you know you don't want to have to work for your money you want it to work for you and it's it's um it's something you can't really put into words when you be when you become an owner of right. anything, you know what I mean? Like but especially like assets. You know, something that you can pass down to your kids, something you can watch grow. Right. And like you said, 
something that makes you money while you sleep. So, you you know, you can literally be going to sleep and your house, your property is appreciating, you know, why are you even thinking about it? Right. You know, things are being built. People are steady buying things and that's just increasing the value of your property. So, is it is just something about it when you, when you become a, you know, I, I'll say a homeowner, but really a property, um, an income property owner. Because buying a house... That may be all great, you know, but it's not really bringing you money right. unless you move out and put somebody in there. But when you start, you know, into the, the duplexes, you know, triplex four units, when you actually got people coming to hand you a check, you know, or putting it in your, you know, your account, it's something about that that you can't really explain. And it all really, I think it sparks something in your brain. And it's kind of like, wow, why didn't I do this a long time ago? Exactly. You know what I mean? So I'm starting to see it more. People are starting to catch on. And we are so happy, especially young black couples, because, you know, the housing market wasn't always our friend. And we want, you know, this information is for everybody, no matter what your color, creed, race is, um, or what you identify as. But for black people specifically, this industry was very very difficult to get into so when we start seeing like-minded people or hearing from like-minded people that it it, for us Ramon and I think the same when it comes to when it comes to this there's enough out here for everybody it's no competition if we were in competition with people we would not be putting this information out here because we noticed that a lot of these people are charging for this information and here, you know, we're, we're always wanting to give you a step-by-step process of how we did things um, so that, you know, um, you can become more acclimated and feel comfortable once you're at the table to purchase your duplex, triplex, or quadplex. I'm sorry, I cut you off. No, no, no. I was listening. Hey, but, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's about giving back, you know. When we when we can learn this information and we put in the work and still put in the work, you know, this is um, something that we can give to everyone to so they don't have to go through that and they can just, you know, pick up where, you know, with all this information, you know, because I mean? a lot of times it's hard. You're like, all right, well, what do I do? Mm-hmm. You know, what's my first step? I don't know where to go. I don't know who to talk to. You know, I don't know how to do this. And we're trying to make it easier for people to do that. Because a lot of times you might just say, you know, I just buy a house. All right. You got so many agents that's coming out, you know, hey, you should you should buy a house. You should buy a house. And we had that. We was going out looking. You had agents like, well, here's this house. I'm going to send you this house. And we like, don't send us no houses no more. Yeah. <laughs> we're not looking at They houses. wanted to send us a house because of what we qualified for. The amount that we qualify for. They was no. like, oh, you can get a nice house. I'm like, well, why would I spend that on the house where I can go get it for you? Right. See, and, you know, go listen to our, uh, I think it was our second podcast second. where we talk about finding the right agent. You know, when I tell you what I want, if you bring me something I don't want, then, you know, I don't want to deal with you no more. Bring me what I asked for. So, you know, <laughs> don't bring us no houses. We only want four units. A triplex, if it's a really good deal, but only send us four units. Because if I got a loan that I can put 3.5% down, 
and I can get anything from a one to a four unit, you, you better believe I'm trying to maximize that. Um, so give me a four unit. But, uh, you know, hey, we're just trying to get everybody out here to get to gain some wealth, you know, to start it off. I mean, we don't have kids, but a lot of y'all got kids. And I know, you know, you really want the best for your kids. I'm going to be honest. I think the best thing you can leave your kids when you leave this earth is some land. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Some land, some property, some assets, some stocks. Some, you know, give your kids a leg up when you go. They don't have to be struggling. They don't have to go out in this world and feel like they got to go, you know, and get all this education to go work for somebody else. You know, give them something so they don't got to do that. You know, if you're going to buy a house, okay, buy a couple of houses. Buy one for every kid that you got. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, I mean, we. I just want us to do better. <laughs> Absolutely. <For real>. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we got to do better. I'm, I, hey, do. I like TV, you know. Yeah. I don't watch a lot of it. Right. I like new cars, but I got one that's still running. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I want people to start buying some property. It's a lot out here. You know, all these, all these... All this material stuff, like that's all cool. But get that when you know I mean when you bought your property. If you're gonna get your new car, TV, all that crap, go buy a property, refinance it after you, you know, raise the rents and put some value into it, refinance it, pull that cash out and go buy that car cash. And then put it in your garage. That's how you do it. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You don't go right. buy no new car and you in an apartment. Now you got a car payment and you paying rent. To somebody and, and gonna, high car insurance, and you ain't gonna never get that rent money back. Right, you paying somebody else's stuff. You see what I'm saying? And then when something like the coronavirus hit, you know now a lot of people is is, is stuck because I think what they say the average amount that people have in their bank of savings is like a thousand dollars. A thousand dollars. That's crazy. You want <laughs> my dad would say it. You want emergency away from being broke. Mm-hmm. I mean, technically, you is broke. But you really, <laughs> Damn. you really want emergency away from being yeah. broke. Yeah, it I mean, we was like that too. Your car, if your car years engine, ago, if your car engine go out, mm-hmm. oh, you're you're done. Absolutely. For, for, you know what I mean? For the most part. And right now, you know, for some people, their car is their money maker because it gets you to the money so you can work that job, you know, and it just. I'm going to tell you something my dad told me, and it's always stuck with me, and then it made me like. I was like, damn, that was true. Mm-hmm. Right? Cause we all got our parents. They say things to us. And when you're younger, you don't really listen to it. Till you're older and you go through it, you're like, damn. But he always told me about, you know, keeping money in the bank. He's like, you want to make sure you got a roof over your head and you got at least 5000 in your savings. Right. He said, because when you got less than that, you're going to always have emergencies. Mm-hmm. Something going to always happen. Your car is <laughs> going to start messing up. You know what I mean? Or a family call you, you know, need some money or, you know, you might lose your job, anything. But it's, it's not until you have some money in the bank and your savings, five, ten, fifteen thousand, 15,000, that you don't really have that many emergencies. Like stuff don't really happen. Right. It's your weird. Car, it's weird. It's like yeah. your car don't really break down or nothing. You're like, don't <laughs> nothing really happen. But it's like when you got 500 in the bank, you know, it's like God, like, oh, I'm going to break your car down. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So you're like, damn, yeah, what man, else like, can go wrong? Man, everything go, you like, bro, I got $3. <laughs> man, I done been there. You stressed. I'm you know what I'm serious. saying? You I'd on the bus. Been there. You got to take three buses to work. 
Trust me, I, I ain't saying this to yeah, be done. I've done I mean, this. Man, we didn't we could tell y'all some stories. We done both man, been listen. homeless. Man, listen, I'm and, just saying like oof. it just that always stuck with me. Um to where I I think, yeah, my car broke down mm-hmm. and I had a choice between getting my car fixed and the rent. You know, I was not paying this rent. I right. just catch the bus to work. You know what exactly. I mean? Exactly. I need to have a roof too. over my head. And we all need to figure out what our priorities are. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I think a priority for us is that at some point you need to buy land. Right. Because we need to stop leaving this earth. And now the family got to start GoFundMe's yeah, to pay for your Yeah, leaving our family in debt. You leaving your family in debt, yeah. and they gotta start GoFundMe's to help pay for your funeral. That's that's tacky. Yeah, and you know what? Right, the point I wanted to make too, as you were speaking about, um, as we were speaking about the six hundred dollars, is get life insurance. Man, come on, take that six hundred dollars that you're getting and pay for life insurance. Just take that that one week and pay for a whole year. Of life insurance. Technically, you can get you can get like a hundred thousand for man, probably like ten, fifteen dollars a month. 15, maybe. Depending on your age. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, if you're getting an additional six hundred dollars a week, just say you know what, I, I can miss it for a week or two, Start and I'm just gonna insurance. pay for a whole year of life insurance, Listen, and then you'll get money. into the habit of having it. It you won't even notice that money is gone. Man, you don't come on now. We spend ten, fifteen dollars, but before we walk outside. You on For Amazon real. or something. You know what I mean? So, like, we need to do better, man. Get life insurance. Buy some stocks. You know, start things for your kids. You know, when your kids is young, man, there's so much you can, you should be doing for them. So, so by the time they become an adult, they're set. They're good. You know what I mean? Because the world is it's tough. And you don't want to leave your you don't, you don't leave your family out here hanging like that, starting GoFundMe, just, just, just so they can bury you. Mm-hmm. Like, we, we, we can't be doing that. So, you know, hey, stocks, your life insurance, and some assets, like some property, some land, something. That that should be our priorities. You know, not, not TVs. You, you ain't passing no TVs down. They, they ain't going to be worth nothing. You ain't passing no cars No, we're down. not saying you can't buy them. We're saying buy them smart. You know, well, yeah, we should do a whole... I can do a whole podcast on that one. <laughs> Buying things smart. You right. know what I'm saying? Like TV. You get credit cards, let's just say, and you use those credit cards to pay for expenses in your property. Some of those credit cards come with rewards. Right. By the end of the year, you may have a few hundred dollars in rewards. Okay, now you can go use that and buy your TV. Or work on vacation or, or do whatever. Vac- we didn't take a few vacations just off of that. Off rewards, yeah. Like this is... The things that people are doing already, they've been doing for for a while, and we just didn't know about it. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, I, I I think it's easy for us to get mad about how the game is being played instead of trying to figure out the rules. Exactly. Don't get mad that Trump, because <laughs> I think I just read this. Mm-hmm. Don't get mad that Trump only pays seven hundred fifty thousand taxes. Seven hundred and fifty dollars. This man is a billionaire. Yeah, he figured it out. Don't get mad at him because he only pays seven fifty. Try to figure out how he only pays seven fifty. And it doesn't matter what your political affiliation is. You can learn a that. lot from everybody. Taxes don't got nothing to do with political affiliation. The right. taxes, what people don't understand, the tax laws was not really designed for the average person. They were designed for business owners and property owners. But they found a ways around. These is people that was taxes, yes. that wrote these laws. They own property. <laughs> people, you, you and have, they owned people then too. 
Well, we were property. But <laughs> yeah, this is what true. I'm saying. If I'm writing a law about something that I own, you think I'm not going to put a law in there about that that's going to benefit me? I'm not going to put a law in there that's not going to benefit me. Most people in Congress and all these people, they own property. Believe that. So these tax laws were designed for them. They weren't designed for the average person who's just going to work. And you can't be mad because you feel like, well, I just want to go to work and be able to, it be fair. No, learn the game. Yeah. This is a game. I'm sorry. And if you don't want to play the game, that's when it's all it's all over. It ends. Mm-hmm. But if you want to stay in this, you do have to figure it out. It's tough. Trust me, it is tough. We still trying to figure some of this mm-hmm. stuff out. You know what I mean? But once you figure some of this stuff out, it blows your mind. You're like, wow, I didn't know about that. I didn't know I could start an LLC. And there's so many things I could write off that I buy already that I'll pay less in taxes. I just start a business. How many people can cook? How many people just do YouTube? How many people work on cars? How many people can fix things? Start a business with that. You know what I mean? Like, stop, you know, hey, man, quit being lazy. Like, you got to start something. You got your job, and then you got your work. Your job is what you do in the morning, 9 to 5. Your work is what you do after that. So don't go home and start watching TV. Put your hands to work. Don't let your hands be idle. Exactly. Yeah. Idle mind, idle time is the devil's playground. (laughs) My mom used to tell me that all the time. That's true. That's true because, you know, it's easy to get off work and you're tired. And some of the time, you know, you got to work, you're tired, you're like, man. I just want to sit down and watch TV. You know, I'm going to get a beer, I'm going to watch Netflix, whatever, the game. Do that if you if you need to kind of just wind yourself down for a minute, but then get get to work. You know what I mean? Get to work. Get, get to work on something that you know is going to help. Not just help you. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be something that's going to help your family in the long term. Start small. Right. You know? We're giving you a lot. But life insurance, you can set that up in 20 minutes. 20 minutes, yeah. Especially if you're in your early, like, 20s or 30s it's gonna be so inexpensive you ain't gonna miss that money you're not gonna miss it get a hundred thousand if that's all you can afford yeah fifty thousand and just tell your family hey man creed made me keep the rest or whatever your whatever your religious beliefs are because you know you know whatever that is just find out how much it costs (laughs) to bury you Mm -hmm. or cremate you just so your family ain't got a trip on that when you go you know it's just we need to be more responsible about the life that we're given. I'm going to say this real quick because when I heard this, it really puts things in perspective. Uh-huh. We don't think about this. I know I haven't. But I, okay, so let me say this. <laughs> the average man, I'm not, I'm not trying to be nasty, but the average man, when he ejaculates, is over, I think, like 4 billion sperm. Uh-huh. Something crazy like that. It's a lot. And only one makes it into the egg. Right. So you got to think. <laughs> we all here that's breathing. Everybody listening to this podcast right now. Mm-hmm. You made it out of four billion other sperm. Yeah. Yeah. I see what you're saying. It could be somebody point. else. You know what I'm saying? So you here for a reason. Mm-hmm. And like when I hear that, it's so crazy because you're like, okay, I am here for a reason. Right. You know what I mean? I have to find my purpose here because out of four billion or more sperm, mm-hmm. I'm the one that made it through, and I'm here. I'm living, I'm alive, right. I'm breathing. So, I mean, you know, 
I hope that gives somebody some hope. You know what I'm saying? If you think, hey, man, things is messed up. You know what I'm saying? I ain't got no money. I lost my job. Find ways to find your reason, too, why you're here, you know, what your purpose is, what you're supposed to be doing, because we've all been lost. We've made that, um, you know, that 40 year journey (laughs) that well, seven, seven day journey. It's taken 40 years to get there. Um, We've all done that. And it's just it's it can be daunting. But as I said before, Ramon and I have both, before we got together, we've both been through a lot. You know, we were both homeless, trying to, you know, trying to make it. It wasn't like we had any, you know, significant drug or um, alcohol issues. It was more or less, you just out here trying to make it and you made some bad decisions. And, you know, we brought ourselves up because we wasn't, you know, feeling like, woe is me. It was like, okay, this is what I got to do. I'm hungry. You know, I'm hungry. I got I got to do it. I got to get it. And that's almost the attitude you got to have. Even if you got a, a job that's paying you well and you got that nice house, that nice car, but your life isn't feeling fully fulfilled. Um, get that hunger. That hunger. I mean, that hunger do something to you. Mm. When you out here and you like, <laughs> I got to get it. You know, I, I got to... I got to be feeling this way about myself. I need that confidence to, to, you know, to get myself right. Email us, you know, ask us, you know, um, you know, about different things that we did, how we got through what we got through. Cause we just ain't on here just trying to preach and, 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 um, tell y'all how to get into, you know, into investing. We're also trying to motivate you in life because you can easily get into investing and say, you know what, F it. I can't do this no more. <laughs> you know what I mean? But it, it's something that a person has to have. You got to have that tenacity. Well, a lot of things are going to be like that because right. uh, I think, you know, like Dr. Miles Monroe. Oh, I love this guy, <laughs> but uh, he always say that, you know, if you kind of put it out there, meaning you say it out your mouth, hey, I'm going to, I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna be an actor, or I'm gonna own an apartment building. You're gonna be tested, right? So God is gonna test you. He's gonna say, "Okay, you say you want that. Mm-hmm. Now I'm gonna test and see how real that is." Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So if you going through that process and you hit a bump in the road and it gets hard and you like, man, I can't do this. I'm gonna stop. <laughs> then you know you didn't really want that. So anything that you're going to do, is your purpose is going to be tested. Yes. You know, right now, we can test it. Yeah, we are. We got some things we're going through. But I know as long as we push through it, on the other side, there's some great things. And so, you know, whatever it is that, you know, is your purpose or what you're supposed to be doing, don't think that, you know, because, you you know, going through some things, that's not what you're supposed to be doing. You know, you're going to get tested. So just just push through. Um, I know we kind of got off topic, but there was some things I wanted to say. Well, say them. Because, well, I'm, saying, I'm saying it. I'm just saying, you know, the whole how to live rent-free. But I think all this ties in, you know, becoming financially independent because, I mean, this is out there. You know, and people, people got to know this. You know, I mean, it, it's kind of just crazy that we just, you, get, you know, I've been working since I was 13. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, it's 20-something years 
of working for somebody else. I know if I work these hours per day for this week, I'm going to get paid this amount of money. And like you said, you do that for so long, that's a habit. And so now I know as long as I work these hours, I'm going to get a check every other week or every week. So now I'm relying on that. So I go buy a house. I go buy a car. I buy some TVs. You know, we take some trips. Because I'm like, as long as I go to work, as long as I clock in, as long as I do my work, I don't get in trouble, I'm good. Well, guess what? Coronavirus changed a lot of that. You could have been the best of employees. And that company just can't keep <laughs> right. you. Right. Absolutely. You know, and now you've bought all these things and you can't even sustain it. You know, and that's what happened in 2008. You know, with the housing crash, a lot of people lost those six-figure jobs. They bought all those, you know, the houses, cars, all, the trinkets, all that stuff. Yeah. And then they couldn't sustain it. So they had to sell it for way less. Like some of those people, I think, are still recuperating. Yeah, we we met some of them recuperating and still homeless that live in tents in Seattle. It was like, man, you know, they seem pretty educated. What you doing on the street? Oh, well, in two thousand eight, it's like, damn. I mean, we have to, you uh-huh. know, we don't know when, you know, you don't know when your time is up, right? You know, on this earth, so you kind of have to take advantage of every moment. Every opportunity. I mean, it's it's easy to get caught up in it, right? Right. You know, because you always think, I'm going to be here. You know, I'm going to be here. I'm going to wake up tomorrow. And that might not happen. So, you know, just take advantage of the opportunity. Um, you know, living rent-free, becoming financially independent, it is very possible. It is not, um, it's not an easy task, but it's not an impossible one. Right. You just have to put in the time. You have to put in the work. Um, so, like we said... Get you a multifamily, two to four unit preferably. Um, just jump out there, make that jump. And you know what? We didn't say this. Even if you got a house, because some people got a house, but they got like five, six bedrooms. Um, or you got an extra part on your house that got a little kitchen or upstairs got an extra kitchen, a bathroom, or you have the ability to put this in a house and it's that big. Some people rent out the rooms. So you might be in an area where you can rent out rooms if you don't mind doing that. Of course, you do significant background checks and, oh, you know, everything to make sure you don't have somebody in your home that, you know, is, is a danger to you and your I mean, family. You know, the right to bear arms. You right. Know, of course. But, you know, this is something that people have done and, have, and, and they do. They rent out rooms. You know, you might be able to get three to five hundred dollars or more. And you got three, four extra bedrooms. Right. That might pay your mortgage. That's right what there. happened when we, you know, you know, when we lived in Des Moines. Yeah, I mean, there's so many ways to do it, you know, or you can Airbnb. Now, that depends on your city uh, guidelines because some cities don't allow that. But you might be in the area close to downtown or close to the water or close to an area that has a whole lot of stores or, you know, just a just a central district. Yeah, central yeah. district where you can Airbnb, mm-hmm. right? And you might say, all right, you know what? We got a house, but let's move out and go get a, a duplex. And then we'll Airbnb this house. We might split the rooms up, or we'll just Airbnb the whole house. You know what I mean? You throw that little automatic lock on the front door, and, you know, they send you the code, and they can check in, and you have somebody, you pay somebody to go in there and clean the house when they leave. I mean, there's so many ways to be making money out here with real estate. 
you know, among every everything else. But even just with real estate, I mean, we really don't have no excuse. You know what I mean? Um, people say, oh, well, I can't afford no four unit. The hell you can't. Right. They, the only <laughs> excuse you have is the one that you create. Man. Because when you go to get a four unit, they don't just use your income. I think you said this before. They don't just use your income. They take the other three units and they take 75% of that and put it with your income that you make per month times 12 months in a year. And that helps you qualify for it, right? Mm -hmm. Man, listen, y'all need to go and do that. <laughs> go and make this, you know what I'm saying? Go and make the jump. Stop complaining. Stop wishing. Stop saying, oh, I should have not. Listen, just do it. Each one, reach one, teach one. Um, this podcast just went <laughs> a totally different direction, but I love it. Like, I, I'm sorry it's so much God, substance but... in this. This Listen. I'm talking about, like, Man, you know, just this. giving people the raw digger. Like, you just out here, like, it's look, this digger. is, <laughs> like, you just out here, like, <laughs> yeah, man, you know, I'm, 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 I studied under Dr. Miles Monroe <laughs> Ministry. Hey, look, if you was in front of me, I would tell you the same thing. Yeah, like, this absolutely, is not, absolutely This no, ain't no, no script, joke. you know, this is, a, I, I tell people this, you know, in their face because I, I get tired of just seeing this on social media or on the internet. Like I have to stop looking at it because I'm, it gets frustrating. You know, when we just out here just doing frivolous, stupid thing. To buy but see, in. that's the thing too. That's one thing. When we talk about motivation, people do me a favor, turn that, I'm going to say this word, turn yeah, that sh off. Yeah. Just turn it off. Like I can't do it. I, like my my aura and who I am mm -hmm. doesn't allow me to have that energy. Like I can't be watching people fight mm -hmm. and talk negatively. For instance, I had a conversation the other day with a family member and I felt so withdrawn from the world. It was ridiculous because she was talking about a very controversial issue. And I was like, okay. And she's like, you don't know about this? You don't know about I'm like, nah, because I don't turn on the news. I don't allow that energy to, because um, it, 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 it's it hard, drains you. Know, you. It's, it's hard. It really is draining. You don't it need is. to know everything. You really don't. The only thing you need to be provided with is the courage to live. The courage that you just not out here surviving. Because it seems like people who sit in front of the TV all day and they don't have anything um they don't have anything other than man i'm just i'm just trying to make it i'm just trying as soon as i hear that come out of your mouth what happens ramon what do i do <laughs> oh I, I my mind click i'm like hey i'll call you back later <laughs> I, I can't do it i don't i don't have that get i don't have habit. that energy to give you and get in the habit and people ask you man what's going on you know i know i do it sometimes mm, yeah. I, I have to catch myself i'm like oh man you know i'm just chilling just you know Mm -hmm. Doing a couple things, you know. But if you ask me specifically, yes, absolutely, I can, I can go into detail. You know exactly. what I mean? Because you wanna, you wanna get you a whiteboard. Trust me, this thing where you know Kendra, she does the uh, what you call it, the vision board. Oh, the vision boards. Yeah, I need to do one. I, I wasn't really into that, but she does. I'm the telling you, board. all the G's do vision Shut boards. <laughs> Come on now. She does the vision board, and she's she's almost completed everything that's on her vision board. Yes, except for the one I did this year. 
I completed, let me see, let me look back. And and we're going to also have a YouTube channel coming up to coming up soon. So I just want to put that out there to the world. We will have a YouTube channel coming out soon. Yes, thank you God. Um but yeah, a lot of things on here I've completed. The one I did 3 years ago, I've completed everything but one. So just to say that Sometimes when you see it, when you look at it every day, mm-hmm. or if you write it down, you can be speaking that into existence. Exactly. I have a whiteboard. I need to get another one, a bigger one. But sometimes, <laughs> like I write things on there. I write a to-do list. I write things I need to need to complete. And when I complete them, I check them off. And I can see every day. Okay, I'm completing some things. Sometimes you need to write something down. If it's a quote, if it's a uh, if it's something that you want to achieve, a goal. You know, I we, I wrote a check and put it on the board. I just wrote a blank check. Well, really not a blank check, but I wrote it to myself for 250000 I said that we're going to make $250,000 this year. Now, we'll let you know we get that. And that's but, it. <laughs> that, <laughs> right. That's just something. That's my goal, right? right? So if yeah. I, every day if I come in here and I look at that, that's just going to be implanted in my mind. With the universe, I might get that. Got mm-hmm. my blessings with that. You know what I mean? So you just kind of gotta you, you you need to write your goals down. Um, and you know, for people who who like vision boards and you know, try it out. I yeah, mean, but faith without work is dead. So if you ain't putting in the work, yeah, don't just true. put it out there to the universe and say, "Hey, I'm gonna get this. I'm gonna sit down and wait for it well, to come to me." Now nah, you got to get your ass up and and first of all, and make it happen. Don't ask for. God, I just want that 70-inch plasma. <laughs> you know, no, 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 no. We're talking about something for real, for real. Like, you know, mm-hmm. I, you know what? I pray I don't ask for the materials thing. I know some people say you should. I don't. I Give me the strength, the determination, the focus to go do what I need to do. Yeah, but how's somebody going to tell you what your relationship should be with God? You, and no, whatever and you not, ask for, you we ask not, but for. But think about it. If, you God, if I'm God, you you asking me for a TV, I'm going to look at you crazy. But we don't know what he doing. Like You know what? He might give, he might give you one of them old two TVs. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> <laughs> here you go. Right. Now, <laughs> Wait now, 300 pounds. If you put in the work, you going to make the money to get that, that seven. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But, you know, I mean, ask, you know, for, you know, the guidance. For him to show you how to go out here and get it, you know what I mean. So, like you said, faith without works, it's dead. You you can't just pray about things. You can't just ask the universe for mm-hmm. it. You got to actually put out in the work, and it'll come to you. I'm still learning that. You know, I think a lot of the things we say is easier said than done, but right. put in the work. Sometimes you'll see it. I think most of the time you'll probably see it. Absolutely. All right. We had a, this is a very good show. Like I'm loving the meat and the substance of it. This is just amazing. Um, I got a, man, my husband is the, he is just, I love him. I freaking love him. I'm trying to get you out of deal deal. You know what I'm saying? Like this is a, I love it just when I see people doing. Oh, absolutely. Cause he'll be like, you know, so-and-so ma'am. So, you know, like. I mean, that I'm starting to see keeps people us getting, motivated. Man, getting real estate. And I'm like, oh, man, he just bought a house. You know, I got mm-hmm. cousin. I got, like, oh, man, he bought the property. They're they doing this. They're doing that. Like, I get excited about that. Yeah. You know, yeah. I don't get excited when you got a new car. <laughs> no, don't not at all. Wrong. Don't I... get me wrong. Like, I'm like, oh, man, that's nice. Like, I, right. I, I do want a new car. You know what I mean? But mm-hmm. I don't see that as a, an accomplishment. Accomplishment. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Because I feel like. 
you know, like I, you buy an apartment. No, I mean, if it is, you know what, if it's the fruits of your labor, okay, we get it. You know, you are entitled to have things that are new. Now, no, nobody's saying that you can't buy the TV, and not, but if that's your only priority in life, that's a no, sad I'm, way I'm to a, live. Yeah, if that's your goal, and you're going to get mad listening to this, I'm sorry, but I'm not. If your goal, <laughs> Damn. If your goal in life is to buy a car, a new car, you really need to recheck your priorities. Mm-hmm. Because that car, you most of these cars, 90% of these cars lose about five to $6,000 as soon as you drive it off the lot. Yeah, you know what? Today I listened to um, this girl that I follow on YouTube, and she was saying that she, this is going to sound contradictory, but she made sense. She said, look, I have the money to buy a new car. She mm-hmm. bought, I bought, She said she brought her brand new car five years ago. She said that she would not buy a used car. She only buys brand new cars. But she, you know, was explaining that, you know, I can afford to do that. Mm-hmm. And she said the reason why is because the last car I had lasted her like 15 years. So she was like, I bought a new car that was brand new. I was the first person to get it. She said, I drive a car literally until it stops working. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, that's great. Mm-hmm. You know, for you, if you have the money to buy a brand new car and you like, look, I'm paying this mug off and I'm gonna keep this until it like, it's gonna have to stop on me. Mm-hmm. Something like that, that makes sense to me. You know, when people think like that, they're like, oh, no, no, no. I'm I'm keeping this car basically forever. But, you know, it's just like when they say you don't you don't live to eat, you eat to live. Right. Or you don't live to work. You work to live. You know, when that car you buying that car because that car is going to get you from A to B. Mm -hmm. You might want it to look nice. I get it. But you're going out spending twenty, thirty thousand on a brand new car. Um, unless you can afford it because there's people that can afford that. Right. And they're actually doing something that they're making money. Money. So they're like, well, I got the money to go do this. You Mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? We're not talking about you. We talking about the people who going out here putting a couple thousand dollars on that $20,000 car and your payment for 500 a month. Yeah. You don't make that much money. And then, uh, what is it? 40 to 50% of your income is your rent and your car payment. So you're literally, you're literally working. To pay, to pay your, your car bills. and yeah. your and your or mortgage or rent that doesn't make sense to me. At all. Now the 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 smart way to buy that is you got property that's paying your car payment. You know if that's what you want, you got you got assets that's paying for the things that you want. That's the way you do it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You don't use your job, the money off your job to pay for those things. You buy assets. Use your money from your job to buy assets to pay for those things that you want. Car, TV, all that stuff. That's a smart way to kind of do that. So We'll have to make that a, a future podcast um, because right now I think we're probably going to be running on how many? How long is this podcast? I mean, listen, I don't care about the time. As long as it's good, the information is good. Look, if you don't want to listen to all of it, you just cut it off any time. Right. Man. Listen to half now, half later. Pick hey, up where you left off. Listen, it's going to reach one. It's going to reach somebody. Right. Somebody we, we, going through this. Right. You know we, we, if we don't change a million lives, it, as long as we change one, just one, sometimes that's the one you want to reach. We're going to be starting some things because for real, like, like you said, without, you know, without putting in that work. It's not going to mean anything. Like we're going to start a YouTube channel. Um, 
we're going to be trying to come out with some things to try to get people motivated and get people to investing in real estate. Yeah, because we, like we said, we are so proud to see um, black couples and and black people, period, getting involved in investing in real estate. Um, and we want to keep up the momentum. That's for sure. We definitely want to keep up the momentum. So um, for those that have started either on your own or because of us, good on you. Many blessings to you. And I wish you all the success in life. And hey, let us know about it. Hey, listen. Yes, email us. What's up with y'all? Hey, Come on now. Go the on questions. Facebook. We need some we need to hear some stories. And hey, listen, go on Facebook, put a message, do something, you know what I'm saying? Post your success. If you if you're doing something right now or if you're about to, if you got questions, um, you know, all these these outlets, Apple Podcasts, mm-hmm. Spotify, you have to like and comment. And not just subscribe because the more we get, the higher up it gets up there and we can get it out to more people. So we've got to have everybody engaged so we can be able to put out more content um, for everybody to to get this. So that's why we're going to try to just not only do the podcast, but also we're coming out with the YouTube um, and try to get this out to the masses. So... All right, we really y'all. appreciate that if y'all can do that for us. Yes, yes. So, um, do you have anything else to add? No, man. I just grilled the hell out of everybody. All right. <laughs> <laughs> you should have had them go outside and get that switch from a tree. <laughs> hey, hey, hopefully it worked. You know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we are the Slow Wealth Podcast. That is success lives on elevation. Um, thank you so much for listening um, to our podcast. I am Kendra. And Ramon. We are on Facebook at Slow Wealth. That's S-L-O-E, Wealth. Um, we are on iTunes, Slow Wealth. We are on, help me out, Spotify, Spotify Google Play. Google Podcast. Did you already say that? And we're on Amazon Music. Amazon Music. That's the one I was looking for. I was like, "Ah, let me think, let me think. Yeah, so we're on pretty much all social platforms, except we need to start an Instagram. Hey, listen, we're a little older, you know. And who a little older? All right, well, I'm saying. I don't like the, you know, the social media. Like, I I have those things, Mm -hmm. but I'm just like a viewer. Like, I just get on there and look at stuff. But I don't know how to work half of it. (laughs) I know. I'll be like, dang, we need need some some teenager with with opposable thumbs to do all the work for us. But anyways, um, and email us at invest at slowwealth.com. That's invest at slowwealth, slowwealth.com. Excuse me. That's I-N-V-E-S-T at S-L-O-E-W-E-A-L-T-H.com. And, and on any social platform, whether it be Facebook or any way you listen to the podcast, leave comments, like us, love us, subscribe, tell your friends about us, tell your family about hey, us. Mama, Stop keeping everybody. the information for yourself. It helps no one. That information dies with you. That is so stupid. All right. So um, that's all I have to say. That's all I got to say. Because I'm tired of hearing my voice. All right. So, y'all, thank you so much. And we are out of here.